You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. What was ever the official answer as to why Facebook and Instagram went down that one? Remember that Monday a couple of weeks ago? Or was down for like five hours? Yeah. And uh, we mm-hmm. all got a lot of work done. Yeah, <laughs> productivity was through the roof. I know, man. That was um, for me. Uh, yeah, pro- productivity and something else because I think Pornhub had like records. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey man, we're all working um, from home. <laughs> um, uh, honestly, I think uh, it was something on the networking side, uh, maybe DNS related. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was something they, on the DNS server. Yeah, they they basically black holed themselves uh, <laughs> yes. somehow. Removed uh, themselves fat, from the fact, internet. Fat, fact checkers went overboard and just decided it ain't worth it anymore. <laughs> just pull the plug in the whole thing. Just like, pull the it. plug. It ain't worth it. <laughs> yeah. Throw a match, burn it down, start over. Just rearranging uh, chairs in the Titanic anyway. Let's just uh, start mm. over. Uh, all right, but enough about that. Uh, hey, Halloween. We survived Halloween. How uh, how was your, yes. your uh, spooky weekend? Did you guys do anything fun? I wish I had. Oh, yeah? I wish I had. Well, it sounds yeah. like you were. I, because, I wanted to. Yeah, wasn't it uh, around that time where we were getting texts from you about a certain game that you had uh, just beaten? We'll talk about that in a second. That is, yeah, that is true. I did I did finish up uh, finish up Dread, finally. There you go, yeah. That yeah. was your Halloween weekend, which I, yeah. I'd say that, that's pretty appropriate for, uh, it's got Dread right true. there in the title, right? True, indeed. I was just going to ask if, uh, if you got to throw any kid uh, candy at kids. <laughs> uh no that's that's the thing like uh, around here we haven't seen probably in in six seven years has not been a single years, kid right? yeah it's nuts i don't i don't get it and there's kids on the street so i don't get why they don't come down the street to <laughs> get the candy that's weird yeah Was your area busy joel uh, yeah, it always is. Uh, people get bust in from other uh, neighborhoods into my neighborhood. Nice. Uh, uh, really? I, it, it's not that nice. It just happens to be adjacent to uh, some of the poor neighborhoods. I'm on what they call a transitional street, so I'm right there mm-hmm. between. Uh, so, yeah, we get it. Actually, uh, somebody stole uh, our entire – because we weren't there. We were out at uh, some friend's house helping them with a little backyard haunted house, which actually kind of cool. I got to dress up as a zombie and nice, uh, yeah. scare kids. <laughs> yeah, they had their whole backyard made up. Jen and I went out there with a couple of other friends. Uh, it was really cool. I hadn't done anything like that in years. Had a dude with a uh, chainsaw awesome. at the end of the scare kids. So, uh, yeah, we were <laughs> talking in the neighborhood. Um, but because of that, because we were away from home, we did what we did last year. You know, we were inside. Uh, we'd put the candy out, had a little skeleton, put the, the – the basket right there in the skeleton's arms and uh, had a little sign that said, please take one or two pieces. Uh, and I, I, man, I had my security camera out there. I had one of the nest cams that I have and I did it last year. It wasn't mm-hmm. to, to spy on anybody. But I, we want like to see in the costumes, you know, it's like we can't be there yeah. in person. I want to see what all the kids are dressed up as. Uh, and when you know it, right. the one time I needed it, it didn't work because uh, somebody stole my fucking basket of candy. Uh, I liked that basket too. It was really nice. Uh, but yeah, we had the Maybe good kid. Ooh, maybe that's right. It could be. I didn't see it. Maybe the camera was working the whole time. The whole time, exactly. That's what ghosts do. I mean, that's you know, how ghosts EM, do. EMF. EMF interference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'll never know uh, what happened to my basket of candy, but uh, it is gone. Uh, so somebody enjoyed Halloween uh, in my neighborhood. Right. What about you, Jason? You have trick or treaters coming by? Uh, well, I, actually, uh, I was still in St. Louis, uh, oh, but we did go over right. to uh, uh, Val's friend's house uh, and sat out in the yard for a little bit. And uh, there was probably about maybe fifteen or twenty kids. Oh, okay, uh, that, Good was, turnout. that was about it. Uh, but the weird part is, is I, I talked to uh, my director. He lives in the Northeast mm-hmm. in Delaware. And uh, he went over to his buddy's house. They had like 10 bags of candy, ran out at like 8 o'clock, say, said they had like six to 700 kids. And, and I was like, man, you guys you guys do Halloween different because yeah, yeah. it, it, it's really died down here. I mean, I think it's so much like so many people are doing like the trunk or treat stuff now yes. to where it's like they, they go to one single location and, and, and kids come to the candy. Yeah. Wow. And for like 10 minutes they run around and they're done. it's like, ah, I'm, I, I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, and I'm like, man, that's just, it's sad to me that, that it's like that now. It's like, I, I remember going out and I would, I would go out from like dusk to like at least 10 o'clock, sometimes yeah. 11, sometimes yeah. 12. 
just running around the neighborhood and, and getting all the candy. And it's like, man. well, let's be clear though. The the kids probably prefer it this way anyway. Like that we don't have to do all this oh, leg yeah. work. Like we're just gonna go to one location. And we're gonna walk that, from car to it car. Probably the case. Yeah, yeah I don't think the case. This is a victimless Gives crime. Them more time to TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I, I I haven't I haven't walked out uh, the front, but I don't think my house got egged or anything. So. <laughs> okay, it's, even that's yeah. too much trouble. <laughs> Toilet paper is too much of a hot commodity. So yeah, there you go. You know the uh, right the, yeah the twenty first century version of that is they're just going to give you one star on uh, next door. <laughs> like that's your rating now. That's the virtual egg. <laughs> they should add that into a feature where you can like virtually egg somebody's house right? on next door. Yeah, yes. come on next door, get on that. Yes, uh, ideas like that <laughs> is what you're going to hear on this podcast, <laughs> the sixteen bit gladiators. That's right. This is our video game-themed podcast right here on the Next Wave Radio Network, where we come together every week, or a half, uh, to talk about video games, uh, whether it be a topic or a franchise, or um, in the case of this week's topic, uh, an entire company, a developer, uh, who made uh, quite a slew of uh, famous and infamous games throughout uh, its, its mm-hmm. some would say, maybe short, too short life uh, on this planet. Uh, but we'll get into LucasArts games here in a second. Uh, before we do, if you want to uh, subscribe to this podcast, you can do so on our website. We have a website, 16bitgladiators.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page if you want to sound off and give suggestions there. You can find us, of course, 16bitgladiators on Facebook. Uh, and also on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, at 16bitgladiators, uh, for hot news uh, and uh, hot takes on Halloween candy and where to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yep, all that much. and more on 16bitgladiators.com. All right, that is my preamble. Welcome to uh, another episode. Uh, I am your co-host, Joel. Uh, I am joined every week by uh, Jay Gunn. Hello, Jay. Hey, hey. And How you uh, doing? the other voice you hear is, uh, of course, repeat serial podcaster uh, Jason Jasinski joining us once again. Hello, Jason. Hi ho. Hi ho. And uh, yes, as I mentioned, and as you probably assumed from the title of this year's podcast, we're talking about LucasArts Games this week. Uh, it's a company that was founded, uh, what, back in the 80s, I believe, and was with yeah, us. Yeah, early 80s. Yeah, and uh, was still with us until, you know, about eight or nine years ago when uh, said mm-hmm. company got gobbled up in the uh, the big Disney, what do you call that, takeover, I guess. Yeah, I guess when he sold to Disney, I guess that LucasArts came with that sale. Yep, it was. Not just, yeah. not just Lucasfilms. It was, uh, it was part of a deal, and uh, I was reading a little bit about it. So, uh, yeah, sadly, we lost... A couple of cool-sounding Star Wars games that were in development. Uh, one that was going to be like yeah. a Grand Theft Auto-style game uh, where you control Boba Fett. And then another one that was like uh, Gears of War, I think. But they were it was like Gears of Star Wars is what they were calling it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, those were uh, cut short when uh, they sold out to Disney and uh, LucasArts. As we know, it is no more. However, doesn't mean they're going to stop uh, making Star Wars games. Obviously, we've had several since then uh, in the Jedi Fallen Order and... Uh, what was your uh, 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 squadron? Right, and that what it's called squadrons. The flight sim yeah. from a couple of years ago. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we don't got to worry about Star Wars. Star Wars is gonna be fine. They're gonna be making Star Wars games. We did a whole episode about it a few months ago. Listen to our Star Wars games episode if you want to hear us talk about that. Uh, but yeah, sad that uh, we won't see that or um, the Boba Fett game. Yeah, you know that would be such a perfect tie-in too with the with the show coming up. Right, I know. Hey, maybe now that we uh, have that show coming up, maybe they'll revisit it. You never know. Right. Like they'll recycle old right. ideas. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to be lousy with Star Wars games. Don't worry about that. And in fact, we've got a, oh, yeah. another Indiana Jones game that is in development. That was teased a year or two ago, so look forward to that and sometime in the 2020s. Uh, but what we aren't going to be going to be getting are sequels uh, to maybe some of the lesser-known games, or at least uh, cult games, most of which we'll be talking about uh, on this episode. So um, I've got a few on my list here, but I admittedly have not played a lot of LucasArts games. You know, I was I was looking at the list, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm I'm going through all these ones, and I'm like, I know that game, I know it, I know it, I know right. it, I know it, but I haven't played it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm putting my list together. I'm like. It's all Star Wars games. <laughs> holy, sh- holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> and I've got like, I've got I a couple had, of them on. Yeah, I had thought I had played, uh, you know, a good percentage of the Lucas Arts games, mm-hmm. and then I, I, you know, I saw the list and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I missed out on uh, a pretty decent amount of these. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, the, the great part about Lucas Arts is, is if you played one of their games, it was usually always quality. You know, oh, yeah. that is true. They yeah. they 
they put a lot of time and effort into it. I mean, you know, the soundtracks, uh, oh, the yeah. the games that had voice acting, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, really top notch. Disney got a lot of really good things when they got Lucas Hearts. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's so many genres of games, yeah. not just you know, not just the adventure games and not just the Star Wars stuff. Like I was I was surprised to see some of the the ones that were on the on the list. It's like never heard of the game you know yeah. and it, suddenly it's like it's a lucas arts game okay <laughs> um, yeah that, that did carry with it a lot of uh, a lot of cachet back in the day uh and, and really kind of surprising mm-hmm. as we talk through these games um you know they're they're all kind of original ip you know they're original stories and characters and uh for yeah. for them being attached to the lucas uh name i mean obviously we've got some star wars games but uh, and indiana jones games but uh, yeah, everything. I, I think a lot of the more famous LucasArts games are, are original IP and co-produced or directed by uh, Tim Schafer. He's the big name there, right? Mm-hmm. What, do you, mm-hmm. what do you guys know about Tim Schafer? Yeah, like specifically know about him. Not not anything like personally, but uh, I mean, I know he's like Telltale Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Telltale? Uh, yeah, Telltale. Well, well, Double Fine is the company that he. He went on Double to, Fine, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get those two confused yeah. for they're they're, they're, they're so similar and, and yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love like all of the, all of the stuff that Double Fine has done is, you know, like the, the, the heavy metal one that was kind of a mix of a, of an action, like a third person action game with the RTS had Jack Black as the main character. Oh, you're talking about, uh, I don't know why I can't think of the name. Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I yeah. remember that. Stuff like that, stuff like Grim Fandango. Um, Grim Fandango was which awesome. They, you know, just remastered. I got that on. I got the remaster of it, so I'm, I'm I want to play that, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. I haven't got. Did you ever play um, it originally, or uh, you just bought the remaster? Yeah, yeah, years and years and years years ago. But yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, I was gonna go like. Game, uh, I was gonna go like chronologically and uh, pull up the Wikipedia page, which we could still do here. But uh, since we're already talking about some of our games, let's just jump into it. Uh, Grim Fandango, yeah, let's talk about that one because that is uh, one of the the better known, I think, or the more recent Lucas Arts games. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely was... the most recent remaster. Kind of, yes. yeah, kind of late '90s, I think, when it originally came out, and then the remaster was what three years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah, and um, that'll be a theme. Like, luckily, a lot of these games we're going to be talking about have had remasters in the last couple of years. Uh, so, yeah, they will live on for new audiences with uh, updated graphics mm-hmm. and sound and voice acting in some instances. Uh, so, yeah, yep. we'll talk about those and the originals. So, Grim Fandango was kind of a um, the art style is kind of Dia de los Muertos inspired, right? It kind of feels yes. like uh, yeah. Coco if you've seen that Pixar movie. Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. But even more, like, stripped down. Um, because, you know, the... the a sarcastic Coco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Coco were, uh, were a smartass, right? Yeah. Who's, who's yeah, played Grim really. Fandango? Because I, I have not played this one. Oh, it's, uh, it's really good. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. I, and, and like I said, I, I played it probably... Last time I probably played it was 20 years ago. Give me but a... I, I do remember, you know, it's... Well, okay, so, like you said, it's like uh, Coco, where it's you're in the land of the dead. Like your, your mm-hmm. character is, he's not like a, he's a lawyer or something. Isn't he's not it? a detective. I think, yeah, I think he's a lawyer in there and it's, it's an adventure game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, the old school Sam and Max and things like that, where, where it's one of those point and click point adventure and games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of the first ones that, that really went into like the 3d graphics. So it wasn't all of the, right. it wasn't the, um, yeah, drawn characters like they used to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the takeaway from these games isn't always, you know, uh, the, the gameplay itself. Like you said, a lot of them are, are point and click, uh, the adventure games we'll yeah. be talking about. Um, but it's the writing, and it's the sense of humor. And I yes. think yes. that really, uh, like, I'm, I'm not sure who found who first, Tim Schafer versus George Lucas, but it feels like the games that LucasArts was churning out, especially in the 90s and late 90s there, uh, that were all kind of like original IP, have a very similar sense of humor and silliness and goofiness that like yeah. George Lucas himself. You know, here's a guy who did fucking uh, Howard the Duck. Like I, I would expect the guy who brought us Howard the Duck to then form a video game company where we get, you know, a main character whose name is Guy Brush Threepwood or whatever the fuck it is. Three po- yeah, Threepwood. Yep. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, yeah. It, uh, basic premise: uh, you were trying to get somewhere. Uh, I think Inner Out of Hell, 
Uh, I think you were, you were, yeah, you were, you were helping like departed souls reach their final destination. And that helped you get to your final destination. There you go. Yeah. It's the, it was the characters and uh, the writing uh, and the, and the, the humor that uh, keeps you coming back to these games. Yeah, that's a common theme. Um, for me, it was uh, – if we're going to start at the beginning, for me, it was Maniac Mansion because uh, that oh, was yeah. one of my yes. favorite uh, point-and-click games. And, and, you know, I'm sure we're all going to be showing our age here, but, uh, like, I remember text-based adventure games. Like, that's probably the first computer game I ever played. You know, fucking, like, Oregon Trail. Like, that was all text-based, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, mm-hmm. And then so or, when, yeah, like very very minimal graphics, mm-hmm, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you started getting like all these Sierra games with King's Quest, I remember playing those in school. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, here comes uh, Maniac Mansion from uh, Lucas Arts for uh, also for PC, but also for NES, which is the first place yeah. that I played it. In in fact, that's what I was going to say. That that is the really crazy part about my experience with Lucas Arts and Maniac Mansion because that is the one of the only Lucas Arts games that I never played on PC. Oh, really? really? Interesting. Yep, yep. I, yeah. I, I didn't even know it was on PC until you know years <laughs> later, and I was like, yeah. "Wow!" Now, how are you exposed to it? Yeah. Did you choose to buy that game or uh, borrow it from uh, a friend? I think it? either I rented it mm-hmm. or uh, you know staying over at a friend's house on a weekend, and we rented. You know, went to Payless Video and got our got our two or three video <laughs> games for the for the weekend. Um, same, but, uh, and that was, that was a, a, a strange genre to be on the NES. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Right. Because um, yeah. they didn't really change the point and click nature of it. You just kind of had no. to use the D pad to move this little cursor around it and it made everything like 10 times slower, but, mm-hmm. it, right. but you're not right. playing it's this game the for exact- the action. No, no, but it's, it's almost the exact opposite of today, you know, where it's a, a bad port from the, the, <laughs> yeah. you know, the console yeah, to the console PC. To the PC. Yeah. And this was a bad port from the PC to the console. Yeah. But you know, there, there were like the, uh, I know we'd mentioned this, I think in a, in a previous podcast, like Shadowgate, you know, that was oh, a, yeah. a click adventure that it actually worked pretty well on, uh, yeah. on the NES. And I was, I was kind of surprised because, uh, you know, like, like you said, Maniac Mansion, I played on the NES, but back then I, you know, I played like the King's quest and things like that. Oh, and yeah. it was like, how do you, how do you do a point and click game with a controller? And I remember being really frustrated with Maniac Mansion, uh, because of that. <laughs> yes, it does take a while. Yeah. You're not playing it for the action. Uh, you're playing it for the yeah. uh, the story and again the quirky characters and this kind of spooky yeah. you know Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of feel um, and especially yeah. you know we talked about playing this on on NES I think most people probably had slightly larger TVs than they had computer monitors back in the day um, so oh, there were, you know we're used to playing King's Quest on like a twelve inch Apple II or whatever. <laughs> It was 15 inch. I had a 15 inch yeah. uh, CRT EVGA. <laughs> uh, you know, oh my uh, God, you were living large too. Oh I think yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. I had like a, a 13 inch, either a 12 or a 13 inch screen for Ooh. the longest time, and until I until I finally got like my first job, and then I bought <laughs> a lovely. I bought a 20 inch screen, and that thing had to Damn. weigh 600 pounds. I know. <laughs> Kids these days. God. Yep. I, I do remember the time oh, yeah. when there was a limit. Like, if, if you explained to somebody you had a 42-inch TV back in the 80s, like, that's a piece of furniture. Like, that's sitting in your... Oh, or, my God. Yeah. Or it's a rear projection yeah. screen because that's... One of those, yeah, one of those rear projections. You could get anything that big. I did have a friend who had one of those rear projector with, with the big light bulbs that cost, like, $250. Yep. And when one burned out, yep. you basically had to spend an entire TV's worth of money to get another bulb. Good times. Yep. All right, but now yep. we got plasmas and LEDs and 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 OLEDs, so uh, we're living mm-hmm. in the future, but also living in the past as we explore some of these LucasArts games. See how I did that? Brought that right back around. Yeah. All right, uh, yes, Maniac Mansion. It was fun. You could control these uh, five different. Were there five different characters? Right, these kids. Um, I believe so. Yeah, and that was part of the appeal too. Um, not only was it a point-and-click adventure game, um, but uh, yeah, you get to swap around between these characters and solving puzzles and figuring out the right way. I think there's only a handful of ways you can successfully beat that game. Like you have to have the right 
combo yeah. of people because of the skills they have. Possibly one of the yeah. first squad-based games. Yeah, there you. I think you're Possibly right. So. There yeah. you go. Possibly so. For games, at least. Um, yeah. Now, the only thing I didn't like about Maniac Mansion, um, a fan of the gameplay, fan of the art style and the humor, um, but the music, man, the music really bugged me. <laughs> And I know people liked it, but uh, maybe it sounded better on PC, but that NES, it sounded like a mistake. Like, I remember hearing that and thinking, like, this, <laughs> something's wrong with my cartridge because the sounds coming out of this TV are hellish. Just me. Anybody else have that thought about the music? You know, it, it's probably the same for me because I don't really remember the music. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's one of those that didn't stick with me. So, yeah, it, it's probably. Put on mute. Yeah. It's probably one of those <laughs> ones you just play in the background and. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, I've got yeah. the Wikipedia page here pulled up. Uh, I'm just going to kind of skim through here, and we'll talk about games as they come around. October 5th, 1987 is when Maniac Mansion was released. There you go. Uh, all right, we're going to go ahead and scroll down this list here, and uh, if anybody has any that uh, they see exciting, we can uh, stop and uh, discuss. Zach McCracken. Zach McCracken and the Alien McCracken. Mindbenders? Yep. Uh, don't remember much of it, but I, I remember that name. Uh, yeah. and, uh, I'll give the LucasArts guys one thing They were great with uh, names Coming up with the names of uh, their games and the characters <laughs> Obviously the uh, aforementioned Guybrush Threepwood I almost screwed it up every time yeah. Just the butt of many jokes uh, Throughout that game <laughs> yeah, And then of course we've got some Indiana Jones games that started coming out They did an adaptation of uh, mm-hmm. The Last Crusade For uh, yeah. well, It looks like <laughs> almost every video game a system <laughs> back in 1989, really capitalizing on that. Yeah. Don't remember that one, and it doesn't look like it was published by Lucasfilm Games. Oh, they were still referred to as Lucasfilm Games back in the day, and that's right. Yeah. Um, but I do remember um, the Indiana Jones and the Lost and the Fate of Atlantis. That's what it was called. Yeah, the Fate of yeah. Atlantis. 1992 yeah. for Amiga, Macintosh, <laughs> MS-DOS. Did that say Wii? That came out for the Wii? It did. Well, I had no idea. Really? Yes, it did. Wow. Still had life 10 years later. Wow. How's that play, I wonder, mm, on the Wii? Probably would do pretty good. Yeah, because I guess if it's a point-and-click game, well, you've got a pointer and a clicker mm-hmm. in the form of a, yep. a Wii remote. All right. Now I have to check that one out, maybe. Um, you, you keep referencing uh, Guybrush Threepwood. Yes, I do. And, I mean, uh, you know, The Secret of Monkey Island, uh, uh, Monkey Island, LeChuck's, uh, LeChuck's Revenge. Yes. Part two. Um, uh, yes. Uh, and then e- e- even uh, three, and I think that was Return to Monkey Island. Yes. Or, yeah, yes. Uh, and then and then they did uh, Tales of Monkey Island, where Tim Schaefer, yep. that's where he comes in with Telltale mm-hmm. Games, or, uh, you know, comes back into the picture, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they did episodic releases uh, from Telltale. It was four or five parts. Um, yeah, and I mean, I've I've played Monkey Island probably uh, the the entire series probably two or three times. Oh wow! Uh, wow. It, really? It is well. I I, I played them originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, when when they were released, um, and I mean th- those were some of the most fun games just because of the crazy puzzles, uh, the yeah. stuff that you had to figure out was just so ridiculously crazy it made you laugh i mean yep. you got into insult fights with yes. swashbucklers that's and my you favorite had to, yes you had to say this certain phrase back to them yes. and you know it, oh my god and back then you know there was no internet there there mm-hmm. was no uh you know real gaming magazines or anything like that everything was installed on floppies um, mm-hmm. there was no updates if, if things, oh, you know, yeah. it shipped the way it, it shipped. You know, yeah, if it's broke, it's broke. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I, I remember getting to a, to a part and I mean, I just couldn't get through it. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and there was no resources to go through. You just had to bang your head. I mean, those were the original, original rage quit games. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. You know, when there was, you know, it wasn't that it wasn't, was, you know, an issue with your performance other than mentally. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, you couldn't get the information to find out, yeah. you know, uh, what to do next. Yeah. You um, know, to their, to their credit though, cause I, I know, you know, back in the day it was, it was Lucas, uh, Lucas, well, I guess Lucas Film Games before it was Lucas Arts, but it was them and it was Sierra, yes. And they yes. were like the they were like the two 
big adventure game mm-hmm. producers. And Lucas games, at least to me, always seem like if you thought about it enough, the answer came to you because it, it would eventually make sense to be like, oh, okay, yeah, they, yeah, that totally makes sense now to, to do this. Oh, yeah. Always in retrospect. Sierra games, yeah. Sierra games used what people refer to as moon logic. And it's basically <laughs> just, it makes no sense why you need to do this. And there's nothing that tells you you need to do something with this you know, with an item or whatever. Yep. You just have to get lucky. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just try everything and until something works. And it's yep. like that's not oh, fun. God. Yeah. That's yeah. Not why yeah. I play games. Yeah. 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 At least with uh with Monkey Island, you know, if you if you did something with the item it gave you a funny response, that's you know, true. it kinda yeah. led you in a direction, you know. Right. Right. There, there was some crazy I mean, you know, having to use a coffin to you know, swim into a moat to meet a voodoo <laughs> witch doctor and having to, I mean, just all sorts of stuff. All I highly recommend, mm-hmm. highly recommend for everyone who listens to, to the podcast. If you have not played all Monkey 12 Island, of you. get the, get yeah. all it, right. <laughs> hey, get the remastered version. It oh, is, yeah? it is so worth it. You, you don't, yeah. you don't have to, you know, you don't have to grind through it. But it is it is a fun game to play. Yeah, uh, the yeah. the nostalgia, you know, if you're an old school gamer, uh, the nostalgia is there. Um, and like you were mentioning, Joel, you know, uh, they've been remastered with uh, updated soundtracks, voice mm-hmm. acting, mm-hmm. updated graphics. Um, but the humor is still, I mean, it still hits on point. <laughs> uh, you know, what's your uh, what's your favorite uh, uh, Monkey Island game? Uh, man, they're they're all great. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to to pick one because there's so they're many. They're all just your children. Like, yeah. Oh my god, I, I I I can't believe you had you had to do that to advance in this game. You mm-hmm. know, um, and uh, in fact, uh, there's a couple references to Grim Fandango. Oh oh um, yes, they always cross reference the characters yeah, in all the uh, games. There's uh, Loom. Uh, I think uh, I, that has to be the first in-game advertisement for another game. <laughs> Uh, in in the history of computer game, I mean, oh, what they do? Explain that. I don't know that. Uh, so, uh, and I want to say it's the first Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, you walk into this pirate bar, and you know you can talk to everybody. Of course, and so, you know, with the dialogue, you can get further and further um, uh, into the conversation. Uh, but there's one guy who, you know, he just basically says, uh, you know, have you played Loom? If not, <laughs> you should check out Loom from Luke. <laughs> arts tm <laughs> you know and i mean it is just a totally a, <laughs> a, a yeah just a, a blatant marketing move not even you know? trying to hide it i love uh, it in a poke at themselves because uh, i i want to say that didn't sell very well no it, um, it did not you're correct so they, they were trying to play it up <laughs> not for lack of trying but, though because i know, remember that being advertised everywhere like I, it wasn't that i didn't know about it i just uh, had no interest in uh, in weaving in my video games, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even I mean, though I know it, that's not what it's it, about, right, right. Uh, but uh, it was definitely fun seeing them, you know, kind of call themselves out. Yeah, yeah. You know, in in, in that in that way. That's, uh, that's part of their voice, man. That's part of their humor. That's yeah. why they're. That's what you. That's why you were saying when you know in the mid nineties, LucasArts, you saw that name on the package you knew what you were getting not from star wars either yeah. they had made a name for themselves uh, apart from yep. from uh, indiana jones and the, and the star wars franchise uh and yeah mostly due to tim schaefer but i you know i know the whole team i don't want to downplay the rest of the developers and writers uh but yeah lucas lucas arts back in the 90s was uh, uh, a force to be reckoned with in the I adventure say, they, yeah. were, they were definitely a force in the in the game series or in the game yeah. development when they actually released uh, when the telltale games came out mm-hmm. That was, you know, uh, so much further into the future. I mean, you know, like twenty years. Mm-hmm. That's right. So there was, uh, there was, you know, new new technology, new graphics, mm-hmm. but they still managed to keep that that feeling, that Monkey Island feeling. Yes. You yes. know, uh, it, it was it was just like hopping back into you know one of the original games, just with a, a new story and you know different controls. Uh, but but the feeling was still there, yeah. Um, and and I think with a lot of sequels, you tend to miss some of that. Oh yeah. 
because you know they try and upgrade so much and they right. try and you know do this and it just doesn't feel the same you know right. even though you have new stuff and it's kind of the same story it doesn't have that feeling and and again lucas arts was just great at, at weaving tales like that yeah yep, agreed jason you're absolutely right um although one thing i'm surprised to hear you recommend the remasters over the original because i gotta say looking at them side by side and you know i'm a sucker for for pixel art uh and and that you know the sprites back in the day um and i do appreciate that they've they've you know remastered some of these and redone the art but to me, it doesn't it doesn't feel the same, even though the humor's there and, and, well, and the production values increased. The, the reason why I recommended the remasters is because you can play them on uh, a Windows system. Um, ah. if, if if you if you get the originals, now the cool part is is the remasters allow you uh, to. There's a setting that you yep. can get the original graphics. Oh, really? Um, the original yeah. sound. Yes. Well, there you go. Uh, but if if you if you just get the originals. Uh, you have to use scum uh, yes, vm, VM. Mm-hmm. uh so and, and that's you know just basically a video game emulator <laughs> yeah the the remasters they're all windows compatible you should be able to play them on on all the recent oh. uh versions of windows uh and in fact uh, uh this podcast is probably going to make me go through and replay yeah. them all so <laughs> thank you very much yes Oh well, luckily that was my plan all along. <laughs> and the same goes for you, listeners too. Hopefully, we'll uh, be inspired. I myself am feeling mm-hmm. inspired. Well, now that I know that it's got the originals uh, as an option, there you go. Remaster it is. Um, yeah, those almost didn't happen either. I know those were uh, kind of stuck in limbo along with uh, all those other LucasArts games there. And it wasn't until yeah the last ten years or so that we've got uh, the Day of the Tentacle remaster, right? Which was the mm-hmm. sequel to. Maniac Mansion. We had uh, yep. at least the first. Are all three of the original Monkey Islands now remastered? Uh, I don't think they remastered I the think, third one. I was going to say, I think it was just the first two. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, the third one was, uh, again, a different um, uh, graphic style. Like, it wasn't the 8-bit, 16-bit right. sprites anymore. It was uh, kind of, I think it was cell-shaded. It was. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. You know, I, I, th- I think that one kind of held up through time right versus you know the the original ones where uh you know you only had to have like 256k of video memory yep. in, in order to play these um pretty rude so memory. uh yeah yeah right. absolutely oh, yeah. and those were all all voice acted already mm-hmm. uh that's had true a you know a score and everything yeah that's a good point i guess so, yeah, they didn't I, lend themselves to to being remastered the way those uh, those first two did good point all right moving on through the history anything else to say about the monkey island uh franchise before we mosey on down the list here play them play them yeah. there you go all right enough said <laughs> uh yeah monkey island 2 lechuck's revenge and then indiana jones and the fate of atlantis we mentioned that in 1992 uh they've had a few indiana jones games that's probably the most successful mm-hmm. one uh in my opinion i think uh, so yeah it kind of felt like well i mean and being a point-and-click adventure, um, it kind of leaned into the the best parts of an Indiana Jones game. Yeah. Um, although I, I think you could right. do a lot of battle. In fact, I think there there were different modes you could play it on. Um, where if, if you it, it wasn't quite difficulty levels, but uh, you could choose to kind of go through the game in a more action-oriented way and just kind of like fist punch right. your way out of a situation uh, or uh, or solve puzzles and get out that way. So I, yeah. I appreciated it on that level. Yeah. You know, we can't talk about LucasArts without talking about some of these Star Wars games. Um, because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they did make up a big part of their, their their oeuvre back there in the 90s. And we're really pushing the boundaries with um, graphics and uh, using cinematics, um, you know, mm-hmm. filmed segments. Um, I think sometimes they even got, like, some of the original actors to come back for some of these games. Yep. Uh, voice yep. acted. And I remember at the time, you know, in the mid '90s, when we were this was pre prequels, which is a weird thing to say, um, but we were we were hard up for uh, Star Wars content. You know, it had been like Any ten kind of years Star Wars content, right? Mm-hmm, since we had another yeah. Star Wars movie. So these were the closest things to like Star Wars movies, and you could play them, yep. and, and most of them yep. looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, especially for the time, like uh, you know, some of the, like the X Wing. Um, yes, yeah, I remember it it being like solid as far as. Graphically, it was it was a a decently good looking game 
for that time well oh, yeah. hell even for today it's still a decently uh, good at game mm-hmm. in, in fact uh you know if if you're comparing like uh wing commander yeah uh, yes. that that uh b- between x-wing and wing commander i mean it's it's neck and neck on mm-hmm. on those two because they're they're very arcadish but they i mean the you know the control is there uh, yeah. X-Wing and Wing Commander were, you know, you you needed to go out and get a Thrustmaster. Yes. You know, yes. a joystick. There's and, no way to play reach. those with a keyboard no. or any other traditional controller. Absolutely. In fact, yeah. no. I think one of the games, and maybe it's X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, requires it. Like, there's that's the only way to play the game. Yeah. I believe you're right, yeah. Because I, I remember trying to play uh, X-Wing with the keyboard and mouse, and... I mean, it, it quote-unquote worked, but... <laughs> it wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, it was no. not an enjoyable experience. And so, yeah, that was that was the, the the game that got me to go out and buy my first, like, controller accessory for uh-huh. PC gaming. Yep. Oh, um, what, was it a serial connection, or was it a... <laughs> a, a P2 an port. An AT. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the... Uh, it was the, the uh, the, the large one, not the oh. not the little bitty one that was like oh, the, 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 the little yeah. square one. AT port on it. Yeah, yeah, the big ass large one. It did was it, like did it have it the the two little school. the two little finger screws? Parallel port, sc- I think, was the name of it. Yeah, yeah it's the parallel yes. port. Yeah. yeah, and you had to screw yep. it in yes. Yep. so yes. that it didn't get pulled out. Oh my god! Yep. Wow. Yep. How did we? How did we survive? Uh, yeah. uh, right. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, funny enough, uh, you know, uh, X wing and uh, B wing. Uh, B B Wing was kind of a expansion uh, no. for X Wing, and th- I, I want to say I, again, uh, you know, Lucas Arts uh, thinking innovatively. Uh, it was it was cheaper to buy because they still used the X Wing, all, all the libraries and everything to run the X Wing game, uh, and it, the B-Wing was basically just like skin packs. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's almost like, I, I want to say like some of the first DLC, yeah. just yeah. you didn't download it. You went to the store and, you know, only paid, I think it was 15 bucks versus 30 bucks or yeah. 25 versus 50 or something. Um, and you just loaded it on top. Yep. Um, uh, almost like, you know, a DLC now yeah. or a season pass or yeah. whatever the hell they call them. Um, yeah, I mean, the... we we had like expansion packs and stuff back in the day, but that was like you said, yeah, it was more more just like a skin pack than a than a full on expansion. <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. Oh yeah, uh, I, I I do remember most of these games coming on uh, several floppy disks. I think it was about yep. it was one of the Star Wars games finally made the switch over to CD, but for so long, CD. you got like yep. four or six or eight even of these floppy disks when you bought oh, this game. God, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Th- that's always the fun part. It's like you get to a part in the game, and then it's like, well, you got to swip up. You know, it's like uh, t- turn your tape over to side B to play the rest of this <laughs> right? game. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking about load. You know, people uh, complain I, about load times nowadays. Like, how about a load oh, time where I'm physically the one loading it? Yep. Like, that's yep. even worse. I, I was just going to say, I, I remember fighting, like, when, when CD-ROMs became a thing uh-huh. uh, in games. I was like, this is, this is such shit. Me too. I, I remember, like, installing all my games on my hard drive and you know back then we're talking like hundreds of megabytes for a hard drive not not the terabytes yeah Yeah, not Mm -hmm. the terabytes and gigabytes and whatever that we have nowadays and uh i remember a cd coming out and it was like it wanted to install my all of my onto my disc and it's like that's 700 megabytes like that's (laughs) like three quarters of my hard drive size no i'm not gonna install this shit Yep. Either that, or you could always have the CD in to play the music. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, that was one of the best parts. Have yep. the soundtrack along. Oh, I used to <laughs> when they were still using uh, actual like the the Red Book CD audio yes. for uh, for music tracks. Yep. I used to like remix and and do oh. do several different um, uh, CDs like uh, like old school Doom and uh, and uh, uh, shit the uh, Duke Nukem. I would go through and Quake. I'd yep. go through and I would I would put my own music on and burn a CD with the game and my own music <laughs> as the tracks. 
nice. so that I, could, I could listen to my music as I was playing it through. That's awesome. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Loved it. Play a little uh, ACDC while you're uh, strafing turrets on uh, the surface mm-hmm. of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Back before DeNovo and uh, copyright. Yes. Were, definitely. All of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, please, yeah. There's no way they would allow that today. Jesus, no. We can't even keep the content that we've owned. Like, they take it away from us after those licenses Mm -hmm. expire after years. We'll have a whole whole episode on uh, piracy here coming up soon. Go ahead, what? Yeah, I was going to say, don't even get me started on, like, what's happened with Grand Theft Auto, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3. Yeah, that's right. And Vice City and San Andreas, and it's like, they're doing the, the remaster now, and it's like, but it's not going to have the music, the music. That it had before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No thanks. And what really pisses me off is like the PC versions of those. They've updated them recently within like the last two or three years mm-hmm. and removed the music no. <laughs> from them because the license expired. It's like, wait a second. That's some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not fair. Ah, the good old days. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, we've been talking a lot about their PC games, but uh, LucasArts uh, got into the home console business as well. Um, and in fact, a mm-hmm. lot of the a lot of the games I played from them uh, were on the Super Nintendo. Of course, they uh, yep. did that uh, trilogy of uh, the Star Wars games, the Super Star Wars, Super Empire mm-hmm. Strikes Back, and Super Return of the yep. Jedi. That were all three super hard. If you've ever played any of them, um, they just throw a bunch of enemies at you probably not their their finest showing but uh again uh we were hard up for star wars yes Mm -hmm. it was it was super that's right uh but one of the games that uh again was a a uh, an original property that they released for the super nintendo was uh zombies ate my neighbors we talked about it last week on the uh halloween games episode but uh, i'm gonna bring it up here again because i am still a fan of that one uh i love it it's got that same quirk uh, colorful characters. Um, you know, you get to choose from uh, one of two characters, um, and then you run around uh, shooting zombies and other assorted aliens while trying to collect your neighbors. I don't want to say it was rudimentary, but you know, it w- wasn't breaking new ground. Um, but it was all about the presentation, uh, the music, mm-hmm. uh, and again, the character designs, um, the kind of macabre feel. You know, which is why it makes for such a good Halloween game. But just a fun game to play, especially if you've got somebody uh, you can do a little couch co-op with. It's good for that. Uh, super hard. But, uh, yeah, I, I yeah. love Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. Either of you played that one? Yeah, I've just played it, never but beat. I have not played it. What was, no. You've heard of it but not played it, Jason? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty difficult. <laughs> I don't think either of us have made it all the way through. Yeah, I I think I even I think I even did at one point like the game genie codes. Yeah, we uh, have to just to just to get through some of the game, but I don't think I even beat it with the game genie going. No. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of <clears throat> other Super Nintendo releases for them. So Zombie Ate My Neighbors that was 1993. Um, a ton of Star Wars games. Yeah, Star Wars games. What? And I completely uh, and totally forgot that they did the Legos. Uh, yeah. the Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Lego Jones. Wars. What? Mm-hmm. Um, LucasArts did that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, I didn't the, know well, that. the original ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember when, when those first came out, cause it was like, I thought it was just like a collaboration type thing, but no, they, they actually straight up developed and published and everything. They just essentially got the rights from Lego to use, mm-hmm. uh, to use the branding. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I played the Lego Indiana Jones, but I didn't play the Lego Star Wars. Um, no, those are but, great. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, they they just went apeshit with all the Lego games after that. Uh, yes. I mean, there was Le- Lego They're Lord still of going the Rings. With them. And, oh, yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, yeah. Lego uh, CSI. <laughs> and uh, I not, Lego, right? Yes. I would not put it past them to do that. Lego soon. Law and Order. Oh, oh. Yeah. Little Lego Ice Cube walking around for yeah. Ice Tea. <laughs> he he literally looks like an Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That's Ice Tea. Uh, uh, all right, let's get back to it. Full Throttle. That's another big release uh, from 1995. Yeah. I remember that. I remember yeah. the advertising for that one too, and uh, just that box art of the guy on the big motorcycle jumping out at yes. you. Um, and yep. yeah, that's another one that uh, really played up the the humor recently. All of all of their games, while they kind of have a, a common feel, um, are, are totally unique in setting mm-hmm. uh, and characters and story. They all have the kind of adventure, point-and-click feel 
and and that that sense of humor, but um, kind of came out of left field. I remember thinking full throttle. I was like, well, that's not what I would expect from LucasArts. Uh, but when right, you play right. it, when you play it though, it's got their uh, their stank all over it. Mm-hmm. I remember too, like Joe uh, had gotten the gotten the old DOS CD, mm-hmm. and uh, we were. I think it was Windows XP at the time, so I actually learned and got DOSBox set up so that we could actually play it nice. and be able to, you know, be able to play it in Windows because we couldn't, you know, because it was, you know, an old DOS game. So it's like, shit, we gotta figure out how to make this work. And it, oh, it was so great. I think we did it over like two or three weekends. Like oh, we just really? spent the entire weekend playing through this game. Yeah, that's a good way that was to fantastic. do it. And, and I love, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're saying that the, 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 the gameplay itself isn't all that revolutionary, you know, point-and-click adventures, but that's really simplifying it, and especially in a game like that, that did have a, a yeah. little more, was a little more action-oriented. I was going to say, yeah, because it was, it was a little bit more of, I guess, what I would call like an action point-and-click game. Yep, absolutely. Like you, right. you, yeah, you, you had not just point-and-click to find things, but you could do things like kick down doors and yeah. and punch right. people and get into fights and shit like that. So yeah, interact. Really... Yes. Yep. Yes. And 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 the gameplay itself would change a little bit because you'd have moments when you're driving along uh and so now you've got this different control scheme and everything. Um and I just I remember yeah. kind of never feeling dull, always feeling fresh uh for that very reason. Yeah. Yeah, I I want to say that that was probably one of the biggest inspirations for, you know, we were talking about earlier the Jack Black one. Oh, uh, Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend, yes. Yeah. Um, just because the, the settings are so similar. Yes. It's kind of like this. I this, can see that. Instead of it being a post-apocalyptic kind of future, it's a hellscape. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've got the same kind of protagonist. He's listening to heavy metal. He rides the bike. And he, yeah, yeah. It's great. Tim Shaver's got a thing for uh, for bikers, I guess, huh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Nice. Bikers and metal. Bikers and metal. Bikers and metal, right? Uh, also in 1995, big year for LucasArts, uh, we got a game called The Dig, which uh, I don't think went on yes. to be uh, very popular and get a lot of sales, even though it had uh, Steven it Spielberg's name released or, or mm-hmm. uh, attached to that one. I remember somehow he was producing. It was like supposed to be a movie or it was a script mm-hmm. that he was going to do yeah. as a film and then... Uh, I guess the technology wasn't there at the time, and somehow uh, I'm sure George Lucas convinced him to make a video game out of it, and that was going to be the, one of their big sellers. And I don't think it was. I never played this one. No. It, it wasn't really on my radar, um, which is sad because it sounds kind of right up my alley. Mm-hmm. It's it's one that I I think I have it on uh, in my library in GOG. Like one of the they give away free games uh, all the time. Not not quite as often as like Epic, um, but. Uh, they do give away a lot of these old school uh, games, and I think I've had it on my, on my in the library for several years now. I've just never gotten around to actually trying it. But I think you're right. I think it was like a it was supposed to be mm-hmm. it, itself either a movie or it was supposed to be done like a movie. Yeah, uh, it just like as, a, as a game. An episode of the of the amazing stories. Oh, which I I mean like. You're speaking my language oh, now yeah. because I loved that yeah. show, and uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that was that was a good old series. That was, that was yeah. really uh, I, that's one I don't have now. I'm gonna have to go find it. <laughs> what the dig? No, or the, amazing uh, stories. The amazing stories. Yeah, <laughs> I've got all yeah. those. I found those a couple of years ago and, and uh, ripped them down. Yeah, because you can't find them anywhere. Um, although yeah. Apple Plus, that's one of their new shows. They rebooted it. Last was that last year? Two years ago? Really? Did an updated version of it? Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows about it because nobody fucking has Apple Plus. But if you do, there's like uh, yeah, right. twelve episodes, and they did the same thing where oh. it's like an anthology series, and you find sure it. Shit, amazing, uh, amazing stories series, yeah. Yeah. Uh, season one, twenty twenty, complete. Yeah. And they've got yeah. some uh, some oh. big big names in it again, I think, but uh, I don't remember. You know, I still haven't watched it. I have to check that out. Yeah. Well, if you uh, have Apple Plus. That's how you're gonna do it. Ah, I'm sure you can find it elsewhere. Actually, come to think yeah, of it. you can you can always find it elsewhere. <laughs> always find it elsewhere. The internet, ask and the internet will mm-hmm. provide. There's always yep, yep. games in the banana. You store. may not like what it provides, but it will provide. <laughs> that is true. This is true. That's true. Uh, all right, back to the Wikipedia page. More Star Wars games. 
Star- Shadows of the Empire. I'm a fan of that one. Shadows of the Empire, yeah. For uh, the Nintendo 64. <laughs> I totally forgot that it came out on Windows, too, but uh, I remember playing that on the N64. Uh, As do I. Had gone up to New York uh, to visit Joe when he was when he was staying with his dad over the summer. Mm-hmm. And we played the shit out of that game for, <laughs> like, I think I think we were there for, I don't know, three or four days because uh-huh. we, were, we were doing a whole like a whole road trip up the, up the East coast. And anytime we were at the, at the, at his apartment, his dad's apartment, mm-hmm. we were playing that regardless of what anybody else was doing. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a uh, pretty immersive at the time. One of the first uh, mm-hmm. star Wars 3d games that wasn't a flight simulator. And you actually got to run yeah, around as a yeah. little guy and uh, it had the sounds. It had yep. the soundtrack most importantly, and that's what really propelled a lot of these uh, Star Wars LucasArts games. They got the rights to the John Williams theme, because uh, yep. if it ain't John Williams, it ain't Star Wars. Uh, it it is. Star Wars. I mean, how, how can you have a Star Wars game and not have that music? Exactly. I mean, that is just so instrument, instrumental ah. in a Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, a story. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, if, if, if you're not, you know, flying out of, uh, uh, you know, and you hear that, dun, 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 you know, the that build up in music. Yeah. I mean, what are you even playing for? I mean, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. Uh, all right, uh, but again, yeah. we we did a whole Star Wars episode. You can listen to that. Uh, we were talking <laughs> about Star Wars games. Um, there's Curse of the Monkey Island, which was the third one, I believe, mm-hmm. and the the last yep. one we would see for a while from 1997. Yeah, uh, thirteen years, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Grim Fandango. And then Grim Fandango, as we mentioned. Oh, go ahead, Jason, what were we saying? Uh, I was just going to say it was such a shock uh, when Telltale uh, said that they were going to, you know, do another. I mean, just out of the blue. I mean, uh, 13 years later, and it's like, oh, oh my God, they haven't forgot. Yeah. Um, Well, that just speaks uh, to the the fan following that uh, specifically that series of games had, but uh, a lot of these LucasArts series. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Has there been a Grim Fandango sequel for all of it? I do not believe so. I don't think so either. I don't believe so. Uh, Well, you know. Which is definitely strange because I I think that was, I think that was one of the, you know, like we had said earlier, it's one of the bigger games that they they did. Yep. And it definitely had a remaster. uh, So, uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe if uh, sales of that are good enough, we'll get a Grim Fandango sequel. Maybe so. Wow. It's just a sea of Star Wars from uh, here on yes. out, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, they, that, you know, you you know your audience. You know they'll buy it. Yeah. You start yeah. cranking, cranking them out. Because mm-hmm. uh, I do believe some of these did get a little more eh as time went on. Like yeah. Angry Birds Star Wars. Yeah, connect, connect Star Wars. Oh, I mean, yes, yeah. there were definitely. I, although I did play Angry Birds Star Wars. Oh yeah, was it good? The what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was Angry Birds. It was just you know you, you had like the characters would wear like um uh, or the little the little birds or whatever would be like they would be like one of them would have like a Darth Vader helmet or one would have like a Stormtrooper helmet or something like that on. So when you would fling them, it was like you would. Just have the Star Wars characters, basically. But I mean, that's um, like you know, BB-8 selling oranges and yeah. Yoda selling razors, and I yeah. mean, it's just like ah, uh, maybe we uh, don't the need to put yeah the Star Wars yeah. brand on everything, yeah. right? Yeah, and I mean that was that was right around the time all of the new movies were coming out. I mean, it was oh, yeah. just it was so much of an overload. It was peak, yeah. peak oh, Star yeah. Wars definitely at the time. It, it, Peak yeah. Star Wars for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they have made more money off that franchise than uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It, will, it will go uh, on that, forever. That, yeah, it will. It will. I mean, that has to be the top grossing franchise of any movie series, right? Uh, right. I, I mean, think so. Yeah, I think. So. I mean, the only thing that comes even even close after that would be what Star Trek, and then maybe Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, maybe in terms of movies, not in terms of movies, but um, in yeah. terms of just overall property. Yeah. 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 Oh, overall. Yeah. I, IP and, you know, cult following and yeah. I bet Harry Potter's up there. I bet the Marvel movies are up there, but uh... yeah, the Marvel movies are definitely up there. Yeah. Um, right. 
But I mean, you know, they can keep spinning off all of these Star Wars universes until true, you know yeah. our children's children's children are <laughs> like, who's Jar Jar? What? Yeah, um, yeah right. <laughs> oh, we can only dream that there is a time when, when that, <laughs> that phrase is uttered. Uh, well, to wrap up our Star Wars talk, uh, then uh, I will just reference the last game on this list uh, on Wikipedia that uh, accredited LucasArts, and that is the unreleased, uh, canceled Star Wars uh, 1313, which, as I mentioned, was going to be a Boba Fett game. Uh, they were pivoting uh, before Disney bought them and, uh, and shut the whole operation down, which, uh, you know, in some ways is, is, is good. It's good for the Star Wars brand because now... Um, it's not kind of all being controlled. Everybody can make a different type of Star Wars game. So I like that. You know, we get an EA Star yeah. Wars game. They've got other developers working on it now. And that was the rationale for kind of shuttering LucasArts, which is a, well, we've got the properties, but we don't need to make them in-house. Like, they weren't set up for yeah. it uh, internally. Right. I believe uh, the, the company had, like, kind of lost interest in making games. It wasn't really their passion, and it was never, you know, a priority for George Lucas. He didn't really even quite understand um, games as much, but uh, w- wanted to be involved yeah. in that. Um, so, in in a way, it's good that they're going to live on, and uh, we'll, we'll, we, in theory, will get better quality games. Uh, but we're never going to have that sweet spot again of these, you know, uh, right. Grim Fandangos and Curse of Monkey Island, and this this feeling, right. uh, you know, the, the the quirkiness and the the offbeat humor. Um, it really kind of felt like you were part of a club, you know, because. Uh, yeah. If, if if you ever met somebody and you knew they liked a LucasArts game, you're like, hey man, you're cool. I can we can hang because you like that humor, I like that humor. Um, and uh, it was yeah, it it brought people together, and it really gave uh, LucasArts its own cachet. You know, like that's mm-hmm. that's what a LucasArts game was uh, back in the mid nineties. We we kind of got it for a little while with um, Telltale games. That's right, because they were they were basically picking up and and doing. Mm-hmm. Not only these remasters like uh, Grim Fandango and stuff like that, but they were uh, taking other properties and spinning them off into these adventure games that for a while were doing really well mm-hmm. until they started getting so formulaic. And yeah. it was like if you had played one of the games, you've played them all, basically. Yeah. Um, which yeah. eventually, you know, yeah, it, it kind of, uh, I guess, bankrupted them, put them out of business. Uh, because the sales just started tanking at, at the end there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can only you can only rehash the same thing, yeah. you know. So much, unless you're in, unless you're Star Wars. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's our LucasArts extravaganza. I think we've covered all the games, guys. Anyone uh, that I didn't mention that you wanted to talk about on your list? Uh, well, so I guess my my list was mostly Star Wars games. I did have Full <laughs> Throttle on there. Oh yeah. Uh, Any Star yeah, Wars games the... we didn't mention, Jay? That you wanted to mention? I mean, We've not t- really any that we that we didn't talk about in the Star Wars. All right, in, in our episode. So yeah. fair enough, Jason. Any uh, honorable mentions for you? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking I'm looking through, and I I think we've we've pretty much covered all the all the really good ones, the ones that you know made my childhood, mm-hmm. um, and and then you know a little later got remastered and made some of my adulthood too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's 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 really nice when that happens and. You know, you you can you can go back to a simpler time just with internet. <laughs> well yep. said. Yep. Uh, well, listeners, if uh, there's any games that we've left off of your list as far as favorite Lucas Arts games go, uh, please feel free to sound off. Again, we have a Facebook page. Sixteen Bit Gladiators is where you're going to find us on Facebook uh, and also on Twitter at Sixteen Bit Gladiators. And if you can't remember that, we'll just remember Sixteen Bit Gladiators dot com. We've got links there uh, for everything you need to know about our little podcast here. All right, next week, um, a new topic. We're in a new month. We're getting towards the end of the year, uh, and we've got a few topics to go through. Jay, I saw you had added, added. a uh, topic that uh, I actually think seems pretty uh, appropriate, uh, and that is mm-hmm. the topic of emulation. Uh, we talk mm-hmm. about it all the time because, uh, well, in the year 2021, our Lord, sometimes emulation is the only way you're going to be able to play some games. Uh, it has certainly come yeah, a long true. way in the last uh, couple of decades and uh yeah man it's it's what's kept some games alive it's what's brought some franchises back to life because they've made yep. popularity uh thanks to emulation 
And we're going to talk all about it next week uh, on this here podcast. Are you cool with that, Jay? I I'm good ass- with that, yeah. assume you are since you added it to the list. <laughs> uh, and nothing else. Yeah, I thought it would uh, be. Yeah, yeah jumping yeah. out at me. That sounds great. Sounds good. So Excellent. next next week, uh, all about emulation here on uh, the 16-Bit Gladiators. All right, Jason Jasinski, thanks again, man, for coming on. Uh, I could tell you were super passionate about LucasArts, uh, and you brought your knowledge and your passion. Uh, so thank you for sharing with uh, us and uh, the listening audience. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. And of it's course, always fun. Of course, Jay Gunn, you've already got uh, something to talk about. Um, and uh, today was no different. Thanks for uh, your LucasArts knowledge. Absolutely, absolutely. It was enlightening. <laughs> yes, Realizing it was. how many how many I had not played in and like peripheral know about. Yeah. Like, I need to I need to play some of these now. I'm no trying. Kidding. I'm trying to think of how many floppy disks combined worth of LucasArts games I've played, and uh, oh it's probably in the God. hundreds. Even though that's only like yep. five different games. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and like eighty meg. Yes. Yep. Exactly. You can fit it all on a thumb drive today. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> go out and get yourself a floppy drive and some discs, and enjoy those LucasArts games. And until then, uh, we will see you next week for another episode of The 16 Big Gladiators. Thanks, guys. See ya. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.